Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. And we are all about the whole person here at Rise Up For You. So don't forget to grab your free Becoming Your Best Self Startup Kit. All you need to do is text RISE Podcast to 797979. Again, that's RISE Podcast, all one word, 797979. And you will be supported both personally and professionally. Now, today's guest is David Lee Jensen. And we just had an amazing conversation. He made me laugh and his enthusiasm and passion for what he does is just infectious. He is a two-time best-selling author and international speaker and founder of the Hiring Academy and Interview Blueprint. Now he is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Naked Interview, Hiring Without Regret. And he travels the world as a motivational keynote speaker focused on team building, hiring, leadership, and entrepreneurship. And his expertise in hiring the right person the first time and every time is applicable in every arena. And he believes that the people you choose will change the trajectory of your business and your life. Uh, So powerful. And he has worked with multiple companies, multiple Fortune 50 companies and industry associations, including Microsoft, NetApp, McDonald's, Jumbo Juice, and an affiliate partnership with Cardone Enterprises. You will absolutely love David. Our interview was so much fun. He kept me in stitches and can't wait for you to listen. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Welcome, David, to the Rise Up For You podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Leanne. I'm really excited to see how this goes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know it's going to be great. So lots to talk about today, but let's start with uh, you sharing a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Uh, so I was uh, born in Boston, Massachusetts, a couple mm-hmm. blocks from Fenway Park. And <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, so currently um, I am trying to help people know how to choose the right people for their business and their lives. I really think that the people you choose change the trajectory of your life, mm-hmm. and it's the backbone of a great business. We all know uh, great businesses that have, you know, amazing people leading them and uh, amazing people following those leading them. And so I think that helping in hiring and getting hired has always been my real niche. Mm, That's terrific. That's such a big conversation right now, especially with uh, it just it's so different with what is available, especially with social media platforms that you know, a potential employer can really dig deep into someone's life and find out a lot more than they used to be able to find out in the past, right? So true. And it's it's funny, years ago when I wrote uh, my first book, The Naked Interview, Hiring Without Regret, it was to help business owners learn how to hire the right person the first time and every time. And I would always say, you know, look, I'm not an HR attorney or whatever, but you should dig. You, know? <laughs> you should find out as much as you possibly can. And then obviously we've gone through a, you know, a huge swell with 
you know, everything from, you know, changes in government to pandemics to, you know, the, you know, AI and, you know, robotics and all these different things sure. that change the work world. And, you know, 83% of college graduates come out without a job lined up. Mm. And, uh, so then I wrote a second book called Hire Me or Else, which was teaching interviewing from the other side of the desk. Because I think that's so important as well is learning how to go out and become the top candidate rather than, you know, just interviewing a whole bunch of times and, and not landing a job. So I'm really passionate about both sides of those, you know, interviewing processes because I really care about it's it's not about the economy. It's about the livelihood. I think we're all better off when we're working and enjoying what we do. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's uh, um, yeah, it's the right fit for both. Right, the right fit for both, and building that you know the the days of staying at the same job for thirty and forty years and getting the gold watch is is pretty much over, isn't it? I would think so. <laughs> it's kind of come and gone, unless you know that's. I mean, entrepreneurship is obviously where I see the big rise mm-hmm. in. You know, that's the rise up phrase for every Christian. Yeah, rise up by becoming an entrepreneur and. You know, when the 2008 housing crisis happened, we had more millionaires created in 2009 than all of the millionaires combined mm. in history prior to that. And why is that? Well, that's because people get laid off, people lose their jobs, people quit, people go into a survival mode. And part of that is, is like, okay, what can I do? What do I know that I can produce income with? And so they start their own business and whether that is mowing lawns or knitting sweaters mm-hmm. or, you know, providing some programming service or whatever it may be, that's what they do to create their passion. And suddenly they find, wow, I can actually make money online. I can make money doing what I love to do. And I think we're, we're starting to go through a new renaissance of that as well. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we once again, start creating a whole bunch of at-home online millionaires. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and sometimes it's a catch-22 because I think, especially, well, direct selling companies have their own niche for sure, but I see a lot of people go in and, and get really excited about a particular product or or something, uh, but then it's, it's sometimes a bit more challenging. You have to have a different kind of mindset to do that by yourself at home, uh, you know, and be able to sustain you know, be able to sustain. True. It's one of those only the strong will survive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes, right? Right. Well, yeah. I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up for me as we're, as we're chatting because it rises up for you when we do our corporate training. It's all around the soft skills, you know, emotional intelligence and, and how you uh, show up and how you resolve conflict, you know, those type of things as opposed to the hard skills, you know, knowing your business, knowing the ins and outs of, of the what to do. What is your take on you know, especially for someone who is hiring, do you think it's more important for that person, the decision maker to look at, you know, the intellect and the degrees and the hard skills, or do you think the emotional intelligence side is just as important? Well, uh, definitely just as important. I think because everything that I've seen work well in in you know corporate America, I mean, and I've I've you know consulted and spoken at Fortune 50 companies all the way down to you know startup entrepreneurs and franchises like McDonald's, Domino's, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And 
it, there's there's similarities from you know the bottom rung you may call it all the way to the top mm-hmm. and those are that you know people are people whether they're you know making seven eight nine figures or whether they're making you know 950 an hour <laughs> people are people and there are great people out there who have big hearts and they're caring about their uh, you know position and what they're um, what they're doing for their employment whether they're you know punching a clock for you know a million bucks a year or whether they're punching a clock to make sure that they have you know childcare this week like that's just people are people so i really think the what you do with those people is where you then get okay good now i need to have a little bit more education well sometimes people send people to go get an education because they're such a great emotional fit Mm. and now they want to get that other you know uh, degree type intelligence added to it Mm -hmm. but you know if somebody's going to be a jerk it doesn't matter how many freaking degrees (laughs) (laughs) that's just the that's what happens and i think if you create a culture in your workplace then you can um then you can handle you know anything that's thrown at you right right now when you say build a culture do you recommend um the leader's hire a diverse group um do you use different uh tools like strength finders and personality tests myers-briggs like do you bring in that type of stuff too or not as much right right i mean right here's the thing is a a group is going to follow its leader right Mm -hmm. so you have and you know and this has been proven by you know iconic examples like a steve jobs or a warren buffett or you know Mm -hmm. any of those you know, great examples. Richard Branson is probably today's, and and, uh, and um, Elon Musk is mm-hmm. you know an amazing example of present day leaders that have just developed a culture that cares about the employee, but but not in a in a socialistic. Sorry for kind of dropping that you know type of term, right. but not in the sense that oh everybody's equal and everyone's okay but in the sense that they get them to buy into the mission of the company. Mm. They get them to buy into the leader's vision, that they get them to like follow them into battle. That's what I mean by culture. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't have race or creed or, you know, Mm. any of those other barriers that just has, Hey, are you ready to go into the trenches with me? Because this is what we're going to do. And you might have to come in at a lower salary now, but, you know, the future potential is great. And, and I think a lot of great companies have been built on the backs of that type of culture mentality. Mm, yeah, that makes a lot of sense uh, with just the opportunities we have now. It's just so different, you know, with online, with Internet, with, with um, you know, diversity. There's just so much. And now that's also can cause some issues, right? Because it's understanding each other. Like diversity and inclusion is a big thing that we teach. And it's like, how do we all come together? You're right, follow that leader, but we're all bringing our own stuff into anything that we do. And and how do we balance that? And like you said, it does trickle down. It's about the leader that is, um, is open and receptive and able to build uh, build that culture. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's how I think it runs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know you're a big motivational speaker. You travel the world. Let me ask you, so what motivates you? Wow, that is, uh, <laughs> what motivates me? Getting up out of bed every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, 
I, you know, I have this mission statement, which is, uh, it's even on my uh, wall here, like all around the, the top crown walls of my, <laughs> my office. And it says, my purpose is to create a remarkable impact on the production and prosperity of the world. Mm. And it kind of began like, you know, I started my whole life as an entrepreneur. I was doing some hiring things and, you know, learning about choosing people. I had grown up an abused child. And so I overcame that by then really studying and understanding people so that I made sure I made the right choices that hadn't been made, you know, in my family and worrying, you know, always looking over my shoulder, wondering, you know, what was going to happen mm-hmm. next. So I had to overcome that mm-hmm. with really, you know, understanding. And I think when you understand something, you can be completely cause over it, you know? Yeah. And, um, in doing that, it developed a purpose to help others and to ensure that, you know, quote, like happiness could be achieved. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, I had to go like, okay, good. What is, you know, what is my happiness? And there was a moment where I really saw how many people I could impact when I was in, and I, and I tell this story from different angles because it was such a life-changing moment. But I was running a banking company. I, I was the president of a merchant services banking company, and I had grown it to two and a half billion dollars in, in clients sales. It was a tremendous success, but I didn't own it. And I was working something on the side to try and create something that I could own myself and that I could create an impact with myself. And that's when I started the hiring academy online, which came from my first book, Make an Interview. And The Hiring Academy was just courses to teach a business owner everything I had learned in building this company to, you know, two and a half billion dollars in client sales, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like, these are, you know, the tips and the tricks that have created a culture that we haven't lost an employee in like two years. Like we had a real mission going on there. And I was in Hawaii, Hawaii. Mm in the uh, Poipu Bay at the Grand Hyatt Resort, you know, yeah. all luxury. And my wife and I went to sleep after watching a gorgeous sunset. And when we woke up in the morning, there was money in my PayPal account from our first course sold online, purely, and that had been developed on the internet and what have you. And then a few days later and that just kept happening and i was like wow we made money while we slept in a (laughs) four-star five-star hotel like life can't be better than that right but Mm. it did get better about a week later i got an email a few days later i got an email from a woman who ran a small business and she was she had completed the hiring academy courses and she said you've absolutely saved my business and therefore saved my life Mm. And I will never make the mistakes I've been constantly making and was unaware of. And your course made me aware of. And it just kind of all snapped (laughs) in right there, right? It was like, wow, not only did I make money while I slept, but I was changing lives, helping people while I slept. And that's just addictive. And I've literally been doing it for the next (laughs) 10 years. It's like, how many people can I help? You know, I got an email literally last night before I went to bed at 11 o'clock at night. And one was like, I just completed all the courses. And I was hoping to get this checklist. And And it's like, this is incredible that this can just keep going and you can help people. So I really encourage everyone out there to rise up Mm -hmm. and become an entrepreneur and find your talent that helps others because... 
that's what gets me fired up. So when you ask what motivates me, that's what motivates me. It, it motivates me the successes of others is just addictive. And when you can speak on stage to 2,000 people at the same time and create that effect, boy, that's that's the real um, the real impact where you can start really spreading your influence uh, wide and far. Mm, that's powerful. That's you great. Can tell, you can tell it gets me a little excited. Yes, <laughs> I love the enthusiasm. Well, that's perfect because that's what it's about, right? Absolutely. You're going to take a walk around the block. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's terrific. That's terrific. I'm, I'm getting all motivated just listening to you. <laughs> I might have to run around the block too. <laughs> but, your question, really? Question. Yeah, no, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, so, as an entrepreneur, then, uh, in terms of you know bringing a team on, right, hiring, right, because oftentimes you're doing you're the president and the janitor, right? You're doing everything yourself, and and sure. you know, and and I see a lot out there, like you know, what's the first you know person you should bring on? Is it an assistant? Is it a social media? Is it this or that like what would you recommend on the entrepreneur side we could talk both sides but on the entrepreneur side especially uh, to when is it time to bring someone on your team well i think that's probably one of those uh you know is the glass half empty is the glass half full <laughs> type question that's a really tough question as far as when when is you know, right in the balance of when you can afford it and when you can't afford it, hmm. right? Right at that exact moment where you can't afford not to, yet you don't know actually how you're going to pay for it. But if you can actually predict that you can increase your sales by bringing on someone else, then by all means do that. Don't restrain yourself or wait till, oh, well, I want to make sure I'm sure and have it all in the bank and this and that and the other. That's, that's never going to get you anywhere, right? Mm. Uh, it's the same as editing and proofreading. If you just do too much of it, nothing's ever going to get published. You have to just at some point put it out there. You know, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk's philosophy, right? Like right. Just, just throw it up on the wall. And hopefully it sticks, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, it's easier, right? Because there is virtual assistance. There is a lot of different companies and, and entrepreneurs themselves that are looking to support other entrepreneurs that it's not like you're hiring someone on full time, but that you can still get that support and that help for the things that aren't your genius zone, right? The things that you don't, it's better off you spend your time on this part of the business and bring someone in uh, again at, at a, at a, a rate or, you know, what, what you can handle, right? What you can handle, but to bring in the help so you can focus on your genius. That's true. And if you would do incentive-based hiring, you know, that's, that's a great way around the challenge of knowing whether you're going to have the money for it. Just say, look, be honest, like, look, I'm starting entrepreneur. I've got a great idea. I'm definitely continuing it. I'm going to develop it. It's going to get much bigger and you're either with me or not. Mm. And if you're with me, then let's just do this. I can do blah per hour now. And then if you're making sales, I'll give you an extra, you know, 5%, 10%, 20%, whatever it is. And I'll, you know, reward you for the expansion you've created in the company. If we grow by, you know, X fold, then I'll give you a percentage of what we've grown because mm -hmm. we're all in this together until such time as, you know, I can right absolutely no that's great um let me ask you 
for on both sides of the desk, right? The person that's hiring and the person that's that's the applicant. What would be the the one, you know, tip or the one thing that you would say to either side that they should do now with the environment the way it is, with with um, you know so much more opportunity to get to know somebody before they actually get in front of you, type of thing. Um, yeah. You know, so the person. So let's start with the with the with the boss, with the, with the one that's wanting to find someone, what, what is the one thing that you think they should, they should look for first? Well, you know, I mean, I can t- kind of cheat there because I wrote a book on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the naked interview, I have 10 truths of hiring, uh, for employers. And those 10 truths start with number one, which is be diligent, not desperate. Mm. And it's number one for a reason, because, the vast majority, I mean, you wouldn't believe this, like all the way up to like Apple, Google, like some of the <laughs> Fortune 500 companies I've talked to, all the way down to your mom and pop frame store, people hire the first person with a great handshake and a smile right as they walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And they don't bother to do the background checks, the, uh, the reference checking, the uh, you know, just any of the, the testing or of knowledge or anything, they just hire a smile and a handshake. And that is a huge mistake that will always come back to bite you most of the time. I guess I can't say always, but the vast majority of the times you, when I ask an employer, oh, well, who was the last person you had to, you know, let go? They look back and they go, you know, oh, Joe Blow, great. You know, when did you know you were going to have to let him go? Oh, well, about, you know, a couple of weeks before. Come on, really, when did you know? Well, maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on, when did you really know? <laughs> well, he was a little cheesy when he came the first time, blah, blah, blah. But I needed somebody desperately. <laughs> that right there, that statement right there <laughs> is the, you know, the beginning of the end from day one. Right. So just be a little bit more diligent. Make sure you have a second interview done by someone else. Make sure you, you know, tour them around the facility, get to know them a little bit better. If it's a high paid executive, take them out to dinner, you know, <laughs> like do a little bit more than just kind of smile and a handshake. And mm. you will find that that rule alone will vastly change the quality of your hires. Mm, nice. Now on the other side of the desk, the, the person being interviewed, I almost think like might be the same answer in some respect, but what is, what is your tip for them? <laughs> Don't give a cheesy handshake and smile when you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny. I just want to like point out when I wrote the book originally, I put it all together and I called it interviewing from both sides of the desk. So oh. it's funny that you say that. <laughs> I write that in the book. I'm like, I was going to call this interviewing both sides of the desk. Oh, and then funny. I decided, hire me or else. <laughs> I don't land a job you love. That's the second book. And and on that one, I'll just kind of go to the last truth, which really is to follow up or you've given up. And you follow up or you've given up because what occurs is, is that when you go in for a job interview nowadays or even do a, a job interview on Zoom online or something of that sort, like there's a lot of candidates available out there and there's a lot of people and you've got to tell a story and be remembered. You've got to be qualified in more ways than just on paper. And you've Mm -hmm. got to like all of these things already. 
So to then just sit back and twiddle your thumbs and wait for the phone to ring is the biggest mistake you can make. Like, mm. what if their you know kid got sick and they missed a couple of days at the office and then they forgot about it? Or what if someone else's resume was on top of yours or what have you? Or what if they really liked you, but they're kind of in between you and someone else? Like, pick up the phone and call them, right? <laughs> or send them, I say, send a handwritten thank you note. Mm. And if you do that, you'll be the only person who does that guaranteed right. and that will get you the job just like that nice yeah <laughs> twice in this <laughs> i like that <laughs> i like that passion yeah that, no that makes so much sense that that's terrific i mean both on like both sides of the desk right uh, great you know great uh, insight for sure because it's it's a two-way street I both have to be happy and motivated and have the vision and and be excited and enthusiastic so that's, uh, you want that fit on both sides. So awesome. All right, let's move on to our power section of a few questions to ask you. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> They're not scary. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. How about we'll start with your, maybe not your favorite book, but maybe a book that, that has had the biggest impact on you. You know, that is such a tough question because, you know, there's like personal and then there's business and then there's, you know, like, I mean, there's just so many different categories. I like to read a lot, Mm. Um, you know, like my favorite adventure book is, you know, know, um, wouldn't it be funny if I said like Nancy Drew? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you would be, (laughs) well, you would be the first. So there you go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, uh, and that would be great for your show notes, right? Because exactly. you what David has to say about the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, there, there's almost like a three-way tie with regards to, like, entrepreneurship. There mm-hmm. was um, Crush It by Barry, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. I would have to, if you were like, no, you can only say one, <laughs> I would probably say Crush It by Barry, Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, there's a very close second in tie, which would be uh, – the 10x rule by uh, Grant Cardone mm-hmm. and the uh, Millionaire Messenger by uh, Brendan Bouchard, mm. because both of those kind of gave those all three of those kind of gave the pillars of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. in a, in a box, right? Gary Vaynerchuk gave the passion and the direction to uh, you know get it up there, get it out there, get it promoted. Um, you know, make sure that you communicate to the masses. And then, you know, Grant Cardone pushed, like, if you're looking at, you know, one widget, look at 10 widgets. If you're looking at 10 widgets, look at 100 widgets. Like, you know, get out of the mediocrity. And then Millionaire Messenger, Brendan Bouchard really just broke it down, like, you know, to a, a, a science. He was like, you to make a million dollars, you can sell 10 $100,000 packages. <laughs> or you could sell 20 $50,000 packages <laughs> or, you know, like, and he broke it all the way down to like, you know, you could sell 10,000, you know, right. like, and it was like, I know that sounds like ridiculous as a datum, but it really made it calming. And then, you know, he talks about becoming an author, a speaker, a coach, an online marketer, a webinarist, and like all these different professions. And I was, I was just blown away. And, and that's really what's led to my newest project. I have a new project I didn't mention, which is, um, Create Your Future. I have a new book coming out called Create Your Future and a new cloud, uh, uh, cloud-based um, online platform called Create Your Future Courses, which is 
really entrepreneurship 101 and I'm going to kind of unveil how to become an author and a best-selling author and how to become a speaker and a coach and an online marketer really in paying homage to that original you know message that you asked about because mm-hmm. that's that's what my passion's really about Okay, so there's favorite book. <laughs> That's exciting. No, I know. It's it's hard to pick one and I love those three and I'm a huge Brendan junkie, been to all the events, yeah, Experts Academy a couple times. Yeah. So yeah. World's greatest speaker. So, yeah. so good, great. so good. Um okay, how about one quote that you live by? One quote that I live by. Well, you know, I I don't wanna like self quote because, <laughs> you know, it would be great to pick a quote by others. But it's funny, I, you know, I truly live by the quote of um, the people you choose will change the trajectory of your business and life. Mm. And that's, that's really what keeps my drive going. If you told me I had to quote someone else, it would be in a negative, not a positive. And it would be Kevin Costner from Field of Dreams, where he says, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> He lies. It is a lie. It has brainwashed a generation or two or three or four. No, if you build it, they won't come. They will come once you market it and sell it and let them know about it. Like you've got to promote till the you know roof caves in and then people will know it's there. Right. So I really hate that quote of, you know, if you build it, they will come because it's just not true. Right, right. Absolutely. Love that. Okay. How about your one final message to the world or one golden nugget that you would like to leave behind? Just, uh, you know, dig deep in your soul and rise up. I mean, I really love the title of your show. I really (laughs) love the message that you're bringing to people. I really love that, you know, you use the six pillars. I think like it's, it's really important that people, you know, strengthen their own weaknesses so that they can be strong for others. Mm. Too often it gets pressed of like, hey, Leanne, you need to, you know, just do what you're good at. Mm. And I don't think that's okay. I think really people need to like be willing to venture into the areas that they're not so good at and strengthen those because really you're here to serve others. So you better like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, make your game good in other areas as well, you know, yeah. be a well-rounded ball player, you know, for lack of a better example. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's fantastic. Well, you might have already answered my last question, but <laughs> because we are called right, <laughs> we are called rise up for you. We always love to ask our guests, you know, what does that phrase mean to you? And maybe oh. you have more to add. <laughs> Yeah, I think it really like, you know, I always say I only want two words written on my gravestone. He helped. Mm. And so that's what rising up means to me. Every day that I'm above ground, mm-hmm. like, let's let's get busy and let's go out and help others because, you know, we're blessed to have, you know, an inkling of talent, an inkling of knowledge of where to look and what to do, an ability like you to broadcast that message to the world and to care enough like you don't need to take your you know afternoon to like interview me to share a message with people but you do because you care about others Mm -hmm. and if everyone had had that much care Leanne we would be a way better (laughs) off you know world so I really admire what you're doing and that is exactly what Rise Up means to me. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, I know you mentioned your books, which uh, are fantastic and your new project I'm so excited for. And is there, um, uh, we will put all your links in the show notes as well, but where's the best place for people to find you? You know, uh, nowadays I've been kind of like jumping on the gram, as they call it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I'm at David Lee Jensen, at David Lee Jensen on Instagram. Uh, and of course that leads to, you know, davidleejensen.com, which has kind of all the umbrella of my products and services. And if they're specifically interested as a, an employer in hiring the right people, that's hiringacademy.com. And if they're out there looking for a job, God bless them, then go uh, to interviewblueprint.com. That's, uh, that's the key areas to find me right now. Nice. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Really, I love your passion and enthusiasm, and I know our audience felt it too. So thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you, Leanne. I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.